Uh, hallelujah. Let's just let's take the next 20 seconds. Let's just give a resounding praise to our Father. Let's give a resounding praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Keep it going. Just like the saints have won a Super Bowl. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I don't want to move from this spot. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for encountering us each and every day in a new and fresh anointing. Thank you, Father God, that we do not get familiar with you, that you show up every single day new. We are still, Father God. We let you be God, Lord. We are still, Father God. Our hearts are still. Our minds are still. We rest in you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and be seated. Thank you, Lord. So, um, good evening. Hi. Um, 21 days has been awesome thus far, right? Amen? Awesome. I love going to 21 days. We'll be just a place of worship, a place of fasting. God honors that. He can really dispense his favor, his revelation. We open that space for him. Amen? So um, Sunday, we learned from Pastor Michael. He brought a powerful word who uh, uh, challenged us to fast, to discipline our bodies, to strengthen our spirit, man. And on, on a Monday, it was another great worship time. And on Tuesday, Pastor John brought us, uh, he challenged us to use our tongue as an instrument of prayer and edification rather than of cursing and tearing down folks. And it was just a beautiful lesson. And uh, it's a lesson that I'm taking very close and dear to me. Uh, today, uh, in staying in the book of James, I'll be teaching us God will be showing us how to be move from hearers of the word to being doers of the word. Amen? Yes. So God is bringing this church, this body, to a place where we could bring forth fruit that he's promised for us. Where his plans and desires for us are coming to pass. We are maturing. This, this church is not the same church it was a year ago. But he's perfecting us so that he can work through us. Many of us, when our time passed from this earth, and we stand before Jesus, and what, what's that phrase that we are longing to hear? Well done, my good and faithful servant, right? But many of us, if we are being honest, won't hear that. Rather than hearing, well done, we'll hear what happened. No, what happened? I designed you to be great. I designed you for great and awesome plans. I wanted to do marvelous works through you, but your faith fell short. What happened? And we'll sit there and we'll weep as God is showing us plans, souls that we were supposed to reach, things that we were supposed to do, things that we fall short from because our faith failed. 
And when, rather than hearing, well done, we'll hear what happened. I'm currently, I think we are all currently in a season where God is constantly pushing us to move from being hearers of the word, not just hearers, but doers of the word. And, he's, and we were using that to assess just how faithful we are in him. We've declared that Jesus is the Messiah. We've declared that he's the Lord of our life. We've declared that we are disciples of him. And if we are declaring we are disciples, then we are declaring we're down for whatever he puts in front of us. But then, but then he presents us an opportunity to show us how faithful we are to him. And the extent to which we eagerly wait and go towards that thing, or we pull back and disobey, is a reflection of our faith in him. Jesus tells us to move here, to do this, to follow cloud here. And for many of us, rather than getting a well done, we'll get what happened because we failed to chase the cloud. There are moments where God is presenting to me. I'll be the first one to admit. There are moments that God's presenting to me for me to obey, and I don't eagerly run towards it. There are parts of my life that are not faith-filled. You may ask, how do I know if I'm not totally faith-filled? How do I know if I am filled with, the, filled with the faith to pursue, to go beyond hearing, to go to doing? You may ask, what does the Bible say about how do we respond to hearing the word? Well, let's see. I'm in um, James 2, 14, verses 14 through 26. And the truth that I have in there, and I, I love the book of James because James is just, is just raw. It's practical, right? Somebody, uh, sometimes we read it and we, we, we see Christianity as an ideology or philosophy, but James is like, no, we have to move beyond that. This is, a, this is how you should live your life. These are good truths that we should live by. So I love James. So again, I'm in James 2, 14 through 18. I'm sorry, 14 through 26. And the truth there is that Jesus desires to move us, the church, the body, from just being hearers of the word to doers of the word. James 14, what good is it? I'm in the NLT version. Pastor Michael got me thinking about the, uh, the translations that I'm, that I'm reading from now. I didn't think about that before, but I'm in the NLT. God, oh, what good is it? Dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions, can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm, and eat well, but then you do not give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself is not enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. It is dead and what? Let's bump down to uh, verse 21. Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be a right and good man by his actions, by his what? When he offered the son Isaac to the altar, you see his faith and his actions worked together. I'm going to say that again. You see his faith and his actions work together. His actions made his faith complete. 
And so it happened, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed in God, believed God, and he counted him righteous because of his faith and even called him a friend. You see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not faith alone. I love um, how the author John Bevere in his book, uh, Killing Kryptonite, thank you, Jose, where's Jose? Put us, put us on that book, great book. Um, it's not a commercial for the book, but, but please go read it. It actually is a really good book. But I, but I, yeah, I agree. But it's, um, I love how he put it uh, very eloquently in, in regarding faith and works and faith and action. He says, true evidence of our faith in something someone teaches us is not when we believe it, but when we act on it. Amen? It's the same truth in James 2. Same truth. God is moving us from being just hearers of the word to being doers of the word. Three reasons why Jesus desires that we put faith to work or we put faith work to our faith. One, there's going to be a quiz at the end, so make sure you pay attention. So that we develop dependence and obedience. So that we develop dependence and what? Genesis 15, 5 through 6. NLT version. Then the Lord took Abraham outside and said to him, look, look up to the sky and count the stars. If you can, then how many, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham believed God and he, and the Lord counted him righteous because of his faith. Abraham had to develop in a willing and obedient heart, no matter the circumstances or no matter how big of the assignment. He had to strengthen his faith from just agreeing with what God said to actually experiencing and doing what God said. I'm in that season right now. Not just understanding that God is my provider, but actually experiencing that God is my provider. And it's not very easy. But I imagine Abraham thought the same thing. He was stuck at hearing what God was saying, but God wanted him to be a doer of what he was saying. God wanted to show that he is not sep- God, that God is not separate from what he speaks. He speaks, therefore it is. Look at verse 5. What's the first thing he had him do? He said, look up to the sky. In other words, have an elevated perspective. In other words, see what I see. Look past the natural and see the supernatural. Peer into the inner workings of the heavenlies. See beyond the earthly reality. Then what did he have him do? He had him first look. Then he had him count. Count the stars. Anybody ever look up and count the stars? One, two. I'm sure Abraham was like, God, you tripping. (laughs) Where I'm from, you tripping means you asking me to do something beyond reason. (laughs) You tripping. But God is like, no, Abraham, I'm not tripping. No, I'm not. He's talking to us. No, I'm not tripping. No, no, no. I'm not bugging. No, I'm not asking you to do something. Yes, I am asking you to do something beyond human reasoning, but you need to work on my power and on my authority. Count the stars. Look up in the sky. Count the stars. We have been imparted with the divine DNA. Through us, God is going to do marvelous works. But we have to move from being hearers to being doers of the word. (laughs) 
There's an earthly reality that God wants to shake up. There's um, an environment that God wants to reshape through us. And we need to move beyond just agreeing with the word, saying a couple amens, and actually being doers of the word. We need to correctly define faith in Jesus. James 2.26, faith without works is, that's your, faith without works, have confidence, it is, there you go. So God moves us from being hearers of the word to being doers of the word so that we have dependence and obedience. Second thing, so that we know God's plans for us with absolute certainty. And that's the caveat there, with absolute certainty. Genesis 5.13, God reveals his nature to Abraham. But before God can reveal that nature and his divine plans, he had to move Abraham to a place where he was not just agreeing. So he first had had him look up, and then he had him count the stars. Abraham had to see what he was capable of, not through his own power, but through the power and authority of God. God wants to do marvelous things to us. I can't, I can't press it. This is a powerful church, powerful body. But we have to see that God is not separate from his promises. If he called you, he equipped you. Walk out your faith. Walk out your faith. So God brings us through from being hearers of the word to being doers of the word so that we are dependent and obedient so that we know his plans with absolute certainty, so no doubt. And that we, lastly, that we know our nature and that we may fulfill his plans for us. God wanted to reveal Abraham's nature, his his ability to create, to initiate, to be effective. He wanted him to speak his desires into reality. But we have to understand that we are birthed with the same DNA as Jesus, the same DNA. We are justified. God calls us righteous. We have the same ability ability to leave a divine legacy, to leave a divine reality-shaping legacy on this earth. We are, in fact, we are actually called to leave a divine legacy. We are designed to be effective. God calls us the salt and the light. You are the salt of the earth, but what is good salt if it lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again if it's thrown out and trampled under the foot, underfoot as worthless? We need, how can we live out this nature of being the salt and the light if we don't come out of our container and touch that thing that is decaying. You know I'm a teacher, so I got my props. And I had a a whole bunch of props, but uh, I only brought a few. Find my bag. So, salt. Ordinary table salt. This salt will remain ineffective if it remains in its container. 
if it looks at itself and say, oh, yeah, I'm salt. I can go on chicken and turkey and I'm pretty, pretty tasty. And but it fails to live out its divine purpose if it remains unopened. If I, if I had a if I had a, a piece of meat here and I left it here untouched, nothing on it for about a week or two weeks, what would happen to it? Start to spoil, start to decay. We'll see maggots, it'll be rotten, stinking. I wouldn't look at it and say, what's wrong with you? Why, why, you, why you rotten? Why you stinking? No, it's, it would do exactly what it's designed to do. We need to do what we are designed to do. We got to come off, out of our container, be measured, and poured all over that thing what is de- that is decaying. The earth groans for the manifestation of the glory of his sons and daughters. Acts 1.8, and I'm about to close. But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be witness in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and in the ends of the earth. God calls us to be uh, witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. That's That's a lofty assignment. But we have to come out of container and be able to touch that thing. We won't be infected In fact, we will be effective. As we go into these places, we have to change our tool bags a little bit. As we go into New Orleans East, we have to, along with our salt, we got to bring our seasoned salt. (laughs) Black people love seasoned salt, I'm telling you right now. Growing up, seasoned salt was, everything tastes like seasoned salt in my house. I was like, dang, mom. Laurie's, it was Laurie's. It had to be Laurie's. It can't be no, no knockoff. Right? <laughs> but as we, as we go into the other places, along with our salt, we have to change our approach. If we go and we touch the, the Vietnamese culture, we have to add, they like it spicy. We got to add some, some chili flakes. Come on. We, as we learn these different cultures, we have to change our approach. I got other spices in here, but I ain't going to go through it right now. <laughs> I ain't going to tell y'all my recipe, hobby, flavoring my meat. <laughs> but we got to change our approach. How can we make it happen? How can we reach and build communities outside of our zip code, outside of our state, outside of our nation? If, how can we share our faith to people who are different than us if we remain in our container? if we remain hearers of the word and not doers of the word. By faith, I see a body here that is intentionally building bridges to be a multi-generational, multi-ethnic body, a powerful and effective witness of the gospel. By faith, I see a church here of yielded believers who is down for whatever that God calls them to do. We are just not, we're not just hearers of the word. We are doers of the word. God's words cannot be separate from his nature. God's words cannot be separate from his creation. He speaks, therefore it is. We need to hear, therefore we do. We need to hear, therefore we do. I hope that word challenged you. Mm. 
Let's just lift our hands and surrender. Let's lift our hands. Thank you, Lord. With the utmost receptivity, Father God, we are here. Direct us. Direct us, Father God. Show us how to pray for those things. Show us how to pray for those people who are needing prayer. Show us to reach out, Father God. In our list of prayer right now, in this season of prayer and fasting, help us to reach out to those who are close to us. Help us to reach out to those who are not believers. Just take a tally mark, Father God. Take, take prayer requests, Father. And we pray with those people. We pray for those people. And in two months, we check back and we ask them, hey, remember when I prayed for you? How, how, what's the progress on that? And we begin to witness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. As we just go back into worship. Just thank you, Lord.